0: Hello, beautiful souls. Uh, I am, of course, Dale Allen Hoffman, my beautiful Magdalene Loretta. Hi. Uh, everybody's always asking about Loretta. Um, she's the subject of so much of my work that that I'm sharing with the public. And obviously, especially recently over the last two or three years, we've been sort of dumping out a lot of the really intimate, vulnerable, personal aspects of our relationship because for whatever reason, um, I guess... Maybe because it's uncomfortable, maybe because it's not as easy to market, maybe because uh, it just doesn't feel safe, which is an illusion anyway, safety. Um, people just don't wanna talk about it. They don't wanna go there. But the, the, the depth, the tremendous depth that we've been uh, experiencing in our relationship, the depth of in- intimacy and vulnerability, of course, has been because we've dumped it all out on the table and kind of tied ourselves to each other. And said, "No one gets out, not alive." So, uh, and it's been tough. A lot of people have been for for years now, uh, still marketing that same happy, shiny mask. And you know, that's okay. Maybe some actually are authentically happy. But a lot of a lot of them, um, a lot of the people I see doing this, they're not going deep enough. It, you know, I, I just don't see the depth in relationships. Um, It's real easy to kind of be up on the top of a mountain and meditate on your navel and uh, be so uh, self-focused on those transcendent states. But I really wanna see these supposed masters down at the dinner table, like around Thanksgiving or something here in the US, uh, around a table with their birth family and see what really goes on inside. Uh, Because the escapism thing um, didn't work and it's still not working. But uh, we recently uh, put up a video, uh, I put, put up a video about um, my background and things that I've talked about, both of us have talked about pretty extensively in our retreats, our healing retreats, particularly the Sacred Fire of Ecstasy retreats, which focused a lot on Magdalene and Isis, and then I, we saw them organically going deeper and deeper into the, the more authentic aspects of relationship. And those places where we hide things and we don't want to look at stuff because it's just not uncomfortable. Um, But that video that I put up stirred up all kinds of interesting things, lots of emotions from people, lots of things like, wow, Dale and Loretta are so strong and brave. And I mean, that's great and all. Uh, You don't feel strong and brave when you're putting that stuff out there that's so personal. You actually feel pretty vulnerable and... uh, it gets pretty, uh, intense at times. I had said in that video, it took me three attempts before I was actually able to film something that was coherent enough to release because it would stir so much up in me. Uh, but I talk a lot in the videos about, um, my basically, you know, sexual abuse, molestation as a child and some other stuff again, when I was a teenager, stuff completely out of my control that I built up all kinds of shame about. I got a great acronym, uh, uh, of shame the other day someone said should have already mastered everything nice way to look at that um, but of course as my stuff dumps out Loretta's stuff dumps out and vice versa as our children's stuff dumps out uh, our stuff dumps out uh, I remember when our children were born and uh, our first one Dr. Michael Rice uh, you know had told me you know Dale well now you're gonna really see what's inside because it's gonna be like you're living with yourself in full living color and Dolby Sound and man was he right so we've gone so deep into relationship, and when you first kind of start opening that Pandora's box of those vulnerable aspects of, of, our, of our past, the echoes of the hidden past, as I say in my Lord's Prayer translation, uh, it doesn't feel like things are going well. It actually feels like complete chaos. It feels like the world is falling apart all around you. Um, I we got so much feedback from so many people across the world about that video. People that had never heard of us before uh, saying more and more, please. And also some that uh, weren't so kind. Like as an example, Loretta, due to her modeling, will often get people calling her a slut or a whore. Nice. Um, when I started talking more and more over the last couple of years about the ways I've screwed up in this relationship, like many men do, including a lot of those ones that are teaching you up famous ones that aren't talking about that. They're trying to polish that away so they can easily market something that's more palatable and sugary. I'm not interested in any of that. I don't have to worry too much uh, about marketing because I'm not here to get rich and famous. If something happens, you know, that a lot of people find out with what I'm doing, that's great. But if I was doing this to get rich and famous, I would have given up a long time ago. Um, I just want to be real, and I, for many years, I did that out on, at least I thought I was doing that, in what I called in the last video, Heal the the World Mode, where I was out there uh, sort of just doing my thing, and Loretta's kind of stuck at home, really because we had young children, uh, especially our youngest. She she couldn't travel, and uh, there was a lot of aspects of her depression sort of compounding and opening up even more it got more intense her feeling loss or being ignored and while I'm out there feeling as if my heart's being ripped out on the road um, it gets really complex at times and you bite into things you know that you uh, probably would be better not biting into on some level just things like getting used to traveling alone even though I was I felt so lonely and I'm basically just hang out in hotel rooms and watch television and uh, just thinking, wow, how much I missed my family. And at the same time I was doing it and not realizing how difficult it was for them, even though I knew on some level, but maybe not to the magnitude. And a lot of the feedback we've been getting from across the world from so many people, um, some of the calls and emails and even face-to-face that we've been getting over the past couple of weeks has been pretty profound. Uh, But... So many people are saying, "Wow, thank you for the vulnerability. Thank you for putting that out." I remember a, a friend of one of my Facebook friends. Uh, she, the friend, had posted th- this video I'm talking about about intimacy, um, and some, and it said in in the header for the the message itself because of the email I had sent out to my email list. It talked about vulnerability, and then this one guy kind of chimed in. Well, I don't see. I could never imagine vulnerability as a positive characteristic. And yet in relationship, it's the core. The vulnerability is the core. The vulnerability uh, in the ancient, well, in, in I don't know if it's quite ancient, but going back to like third century Latin and going into early English, uh, vulnerability was the ability to be penetrated. Now, of course, in, if you're fighting people and you've got your armor up and you're on the battlefields of life, Uh, That's probably not a good thing. Or if you're, you know, whatever, on fire for God and all this stuff that we've seen people doing, mistaking their own inner turmoil as the will of God, which is probably the most toxic thing I've ever seen in terms of spiritual teachers and some of them... Um, it stirs up all kinds of things. And uh, it's, for me, it started. It, it, and myself, uh, not only myself, but all these other people are saying it, it brought up so much doubt, it, self-doubt, fear, insecurity, self-worth, self-esteem issues. Everything just comes flying out. And when I made that video, uh, I didn't get to the end of the video and go, wow, I feel so strong. And in, in, in editing and getting the video out there, I never once really felt wow, this is just going to change the world. It felt vulnerable and raw, and I felt really exposed the whole time. While the video, it took a while to actually get the video out from when I actually filmed it. Um, I, I've seen, it's almost like we've gone into a place where we, can't, we can no longer go back anymore. Loretta and I can't go back to where we were, uh, and I can't do it in the teaching. So in terms of all the doubt and the fear and everything, I know you've got plenty that you can add into that. Yes, I do.
1: Um, I wasn't told until later in life that that I was molested as a child. And it was an uncle of mine that I had known and thought we were, you know, we used to go over to my uncle's house, and all my aunts and uncles would gather around Christmas time, and we would have Christmas parties. And I guess at some point when I was around four or five, he must have... um, done something to me at these parties. I do remember um hiding under the table at times at the parties, but that's um it's just just little bits and pieces that I remember. Um I don't remember the actual acts that happened and and what occurred. Um and I didn't like I said I didn't even know about it until I was older and um got into a relationship with someone else and they questioned you know, me being a virgin, which is crazy because, you know, I mean, I was turning 18 in a week, and I was in a relationship for a year and a half with this person and thought, what difference does it make? You know, but I thought I was a virgin. So it was very, very upsetting when my mom said that and and said told me, because I always wondered why. Why could I never remember? I could never remember things. And things would always leave my head. I had such a hard time focusing. Um, I still do. I still have trouble remembering things. I mean, Dale could be talking to me, and he'll have all this stuff going on where he's telling me all this stuff. And for some reason, I only only catch bits and pieces of what he says because it just kind of goes straight through my filter system. And a lot of it just doesn't seem to stick. So it's like my brain has its own... Thing where it chooses what it wants to keep in there and what it doesn't. So when I go places, um, he'll tell me what not to get at the store. <laughs> and um, I usually get that. <laughs> um, you know, when I'm, uh, when I'm going places, and, and I, I try to write lists, but I always forget the lists. You know, um, even with a list in my hand, I forget, I, I, I forget something on it. So it's like I don't see it. And I, don't, I never understood exactly why that was. And I still don't, and I, you know, he's always helped with that. I mean, he always helps me when I'm having all these issues come up, because with me, um, another thing that I have grown to notice is that I have a lot of fear. And so in our relationship, my biggest fear is fear of him leaving, fear of losing what I love most. You know, um, fear of never being good enough, not, not being worth it him, you know. I, I pushed him away for a year and a half because I was so afraid to let him in that I didn't know, I didn't think I was w- worth it, you know. I didn't think Before I could... Before our
0: relationship really began, yeah. she's saying, not in the middle of it. But.
1: No, when we first, when we first met and he started asking me out right away because he was like, I knew. And I was I completely... <laughs> completely drawn to him. I mean, he was all I wanted, but I just didn't feel like I was I didn't feel I was worth it. Like I wasn't enough for him. I didn't deserve him. You know, so it took a long time and a lot for me to build up the courage to finally go to him and say, you know, do you want to go out? You know, are, are you still interested? The
0: day after I had hernia <laughs> surgery. I had had hernia surgery, and she called the next day as I was laying, and I had to crawl to the front door to answer the door, too. Uh, anyway, yeah.
1: Side But, up. hey, we got to know each other very well for this first day, you know, him healing and me coming over and hanging out. And it was awesome. And, I mean, I still have the fears. I st- I was so... I mean, crazy, crazy jealous when we got together too. I mean, crazy jealous. But it wasn't, it was just my own fears, you know? It's like, I have gotten through a lot of that, but there's always more, always more we got to work on, always more that you have to process, that you have to be able to breathe, and just keep stepping out over those boundaries, just keep stepping a little bit further in your boundaries, in your your fears, step into those fears, you know, try something new, try to step into doing something that you're afraid to, even if it's just baby steps, just do a little bit at a time, a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and keep breathing, and just keep trying, because that's all you can do. It's always a process. (laughs) I have so understood that, because I'm still going through those processes, and he helps me a lot. When I'm in my my crazy, you know, upset, overwhelmed stuff. And he'll be like, it's okay. You know, he, he helps me. Voice he actually <laughs>
0: changes. He the voice, voice goes lower, uh, yeah. and it's almost like a different person speaking through sometimes. It's interesting to
1: watch. Yeah, he, he, he looks at me, and he's just like, breathe. He goes, breathe. And, and I'm going so crazy, and he's just like sitting there and just breathe
0: drink too. It's about 120 degrees in this room because of the, uh, I never drink on camera. It's water. Um, (laughs) It's really hot in this room because of all the lighting and everything.
1: But I never felt like I had any self-worth and I never felt like I had any purpose in my life. Um, I only ever wanted to have a family. You know, um, all I wanted was to, to have a family that Um, that love me and that I could love and take care of. And, I mean, I got everything I want. (laughs) You know, I got everything I want. We both
0: do. That's the interesting thing. We're not out there trying to fill some empty spaces. Mm -hmm. We are just, um, we're expressing. We're at that place where we're expressing. It's a pretty cool place to be. It also makes you a little lazy. I don't know if lazy is the word. Complacent? I don't mean you. No. I mean (laughs) us. Because, I mean, I'm not out there trying to gain... Um, you know, it it doesn't matter to me how many likes something's got or how many, you Mm -hmm. know, all that stuff is just, a lot of it's just drivel. What matters is that we stay authentic and, and what's real stays real. And people are always going to, I mean, I will say this too, the bigger things get, uh, and the more people find out about this, the more people want to aim and Mm -hmm. aim at you. Just like with Loretta's modeling that she's done for years and years, all of a sudden, she's known around the world and, um, she, with her different persona, personas that she does in performing arts and stuff, mm-hmm. um, in vaudeville and stuff. And it's amazing how people just want to, to, to shoot at you or they'll look at their own relationship and why it's diseased and broken and look at you as a catalyst. You know, those ones, there's actually, I don't remember exactly how it's phrased, but I believe it's a Russian proverb that says something essentially that if you're in a field of lilies to not grow too high lest you get your head lopped off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just one of those things that when you're the catalyst and you're talking about things that other people maybe don't talk about so much, when someone is in the presence of that and they've got similar issues, their energy body's going to open. And when the energy body opens, that was called the pinnacle of the temple, the energy body opens, all of a sudden those things that weren't sounding when it was contracted down now that it's opened up and expanded uh, all these things are are flying out all over the place and one of the biggest mistakes we've done as for, as humanity for so long is to think that what we're feeling is the person's fault in front of us or that it's that one or that one that one it's this ridiculously changing cast of characters but that's what satana is satan is not some outside being that comes boo and scares you around the corner satana literally means a being divided against itself it's the good me fighting the bad me So any time we're ever, ever, ever in fear or hostility, absolutely disregarding zero. In in every single solitary case that you feel fear, hostility, you are coming from your mask and you're feeling something that's in you. You're going to look at the person in front of you who triggered it as the catalyst and think it's their fault, but it's actually yours. Great quote from James Allen. I always say it all the time uh, in As a Man Thinketh, where he said, What then is the meaning of fighting against circumstances? It is when one is continually revolting against an effect without, all the while nourishing its cause in his heart. And then you're fighting with somebody there. It's what's happened with this wacko, ultra-missed-the-point extreme Zionism or people constantly talking about the will of God and the wrath of God and all this stuff. It's like the, old, the God of the Old Testament versus that of the New Testament. The reason it's not the same God, obviously, is because Yeshua is speaking of that undivided holiness. He's not talking about us projecting our own human suffering and issues onto God and anthropomorphizing and making God into this kind of vengeful God and wrathful God, but realizing that, that the light of God that we call the fire of hell or the wrath of God that's the light of God that opens us up, and it brings light into those spaces that we normally have closed down. And when it opens up, we don't feel so good. And when we resist that experience of that opening of the energy body, uh, which was uh, something that was very common in the ancient Aramaic philosophies and ancient Egyptian as well, when it opens up, it doesn't feel so good, so we push back and we resist it. And when we resist, we suffer And then we look at the person in front of us who is the catalyst or the trigger in that, which is now potentially our greatest healer, and it increases our suffering if we're not able to realize that it's the echo of my hidden past that I'm feeling. And trust me, Loretta and I have, this is not our first time around the block. We've been through this many, many lifetimes before. A lot of people say we look like brother and sister, not going (laughs) there. But um, we do, kind (laughs) of. A little more facial hair for me. People also will say that they uh, they envy us um, and everything, just the wheels seem to be so greased for us, but they weren't there in those moments when we were both kind of slamming our heads against the wall. You know what we did? Uh, we pulled everything out from behind the curtain. We went into every single one of our boxes and we dumped them out on the floor. And it was absolute, pure, unrelenting chaos for a while, but we just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and dumping it out and dumping it out. And realizing that everything that we were feeling in relation to any kind of past experiences and how they shade and echo into this present moment, we are only able to feel what's ours. And she can feel what's hers and I can feel what's mine. And to project what I'm feeling onto her as if it's her fault is absolute 100% complete insanity. That's what insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So we're showing everybody what's behind the scenes, really deep, intimate, vulnerable things that we're talking about lately. And a lot of people don't like it. And they're telling us we shouldn't be doing this and we should not be going down this angle. Uh, I've gotten messages saying that from one particular guy who is one of those ones that signs everything with Yahweh and claims to be a Zionist. I've known him for about 15 years. He's a wife beater. He's beaten his wife to a pulp for the last 15 years. Uh, And he's telling me how my wife should be subservient and how women are here to be essentially under the control of men, and that I should not be doing this equal half and half, which is toxic. Uh, You know, I've I've had, you know, I'm I'm actually getting ready to make a video about the the hacking attempts on my YouTube account and Google account, uh, uh, on Microsoft and all these different things that I use, uh, everything they're doing to try to get to Zion, to try to get from where we project from, because they don't want to hear what we're saying, because they feel threatened by it, as if somehow the catalyst is responsible for what's already in their system so remember no matter what happens no matter all the chaos that seems to be happening around you there is no such thing as chaos there's just an order and an intelligent design that's a little bit too deep for us to maybe perceive in the moment but those moments when it feels like everything's flying off the handle remember to keep your breath moving and remember to take responsibility for what's in your energy body and what's in your heart it's not their fault that person is your greatest healer. Remember that. When Yeshua said, Ahebu love your enemies, that word is an enemy. Bubaikun, means to restrict your breath, to, con- to constrict or to contract down. Yeah. Who are those people you stop breathing in the presence of? And when you feel pissed off and angry and hostile and, f- and totally racked with fear, realize that's the resonance of what's already inside of you. We are literally the ones we have been waiting for. It's us. There's no more waiting anymore. The rubber's hit the road. If you haven't noticed, 2017 is wide open. So people are asking us constantly, not only how are we doing this, which we do talk about quite a bit in our retreats, the Sacred Fire Mm -hmm. of Ecstasy retreat, which is being morphed a little bit this year with some really amazing, epic, incredible uh, things that we're adding in this year and changing and shifting that. And I've said in one of my prior videos, if you want us to come to wherever you are, anywhere on planet Earth, we're just doing Earth for now, Find a way to get us there and we'll be there. Even if we've only got you know, our airfare taken care of and the base expenses, as soon as those things are taken care of, we'll, we, we will commit to be there. And then once we're there, of course, add in as many people as we can to go profitable. People just need this. It's the way it is right now. There's no more time to wait. Get out of the classroom, start living it. Uh, but what we're getting ready to start doing, and one of the reasons for making this video, is not only are we going deeper into the retreats, we're in really deep talks with several different uh, people about docu- a documentary, finally. Something really deep, not boring, bland, blah, kind of documentary, but something that goes really deep into the deeper aspects of what we're, how we're living through these philosophies. Uh, but we're getting ready to start conference calls where people can call in from all over the world, and you can talk with us and ask us, what the heck's going on? What are you all doing? And video web streaming, you're going to see a lot more from us in 2017 together. As one unified whole, not just me out in front and Loretta in the background. Obviously, I'll be doing most of it because I've been the one out there for. This is my 26th year of teaching publicly. I've been studying the Bible since I was seven, but it was 1991 that I started going out and teaching a lot of these philosophies. That's a long time, and there's a lot of people that I've met that have been at it, you know, five years, ten years, fifteen, and that's cool. It's great. I see. I'm excited about that, but there's just something about when I kicked past 20 years, and then again past 25 something was different. There was a certain maturity. There was a certain um, the loss of the need for um, acceptance. There was the loss of any need for validation. There was the loss for any need um, of needing to be accepted. At this point, I just want to be seen for who I am and to be real. Uh, You know, a great line in Bridges of Madison County. I can't remember if it was in the book, which was a pretty good book. The film is phenomenal, but um, Francesca, uh, which of course is Meryl Streep, is writing a letter uh, to her children, uh, which they're going to read after she dies. And she says talks about um, as one gets older, one's fears subside. She was less afraid of the children finding out about an affair she had several years before her husband died, while her the the husband and kids went off to the state fair. And this is the stuff that's out. It said there in the Gospel of Thomas that which you bring forth were when that which you bring forth from within will save you, and that which you do not bring forth from within will destroy you. And also, nothing concealed, nothing hidden will remain concealed, or nothing concealed will remain hidden. This is the time. This is Armageddon. This is the lifting of the veil. This is the apocalypse in Aramaic. Um, time and space, that fabric of everything is falling away. And this is literally the moment when... Uh, it doesn't really matter almost anymore what you believe or what you think you've learned or all the teachings that you want to teach others what matters is how are you living and are you able to be conscious and present with that or are you still projecting your garbage out on someone else because regardless of what it is i don't care what it is you think you're projecting onto someone else i can guarantee you you're probably hiding something a thousand times worse and maybe 100,000 times worse and that's probably why you're feeling that whether it's in you in a relationship or someone that seems to be out there that you think is it's their fault because of your relationship the only reason you're feeling the hostility is because there's something in you that is trying not to be seen that's the whole root of the whole thing and that's why we defend against each other and that's why we sort of that's why vulnerability is the key in this So stay with us. The the info will be coming out really soon about the conference calls, the web streaming, the retreats, everything. If you're interested, go on my website, daleallenhoffman.com. Sign up on the email list. Hook up with us on Facebook. I'm really easy to find. Um, And let's just go deeper into this and let's do it together. And all these awesome people can start coming to our retreats. The couples that have been coming are awesome. Um, definitely some I, I, I sense that some people usually the man is sometimes drugged there against his will not against his will completely uh, but it's awesome from the first day of the retreat to the final day how open people are and we're looking to doing five and seven and maybe even 10 day retreats
1: mm-hmm. coming
0: soon so and we got them scheduled across the world right now so uh, I say namaste and that I love namaste. you mm-hmm. uh, thank you for being with us it ain't over yet, and I mean above all else, regardless of how lonely you may feel in any moment, you're not alone. You're never alone. Never. Much, much love. Let's just say many blessings and much love to you. Namaste. Namaste. I
1: don't think- For more information about Dale's work, including writings, audio, video, Dale's current appearance schedule, to schedule Dale for an appearance in your area, or to join the Aramaic Healing Circle email list, please visit www.daleallenhoffman.com. Thank you for listening and for your support of Dale's work.